We can take one podcast episode and turn it into Instagram posts. We can record the video of you talking into a podcast microphone and share that as TikToks or Reels. We can turn your YouTube video into multiple little TikTok videos. Then that really starts to amplify that longer form content. Welcome to Imperfect Action. I'm Steph Taylor. For years, I read all the books, downloaded all the freebies and did all the courses. But it wasn't until I started taking Imperfect Action that my business had its first million-dollar year. Imperfect Action is about doing things before you're ready, prioritizing consistent action over perfect action, and moving forward, even when you're not sure you're doing it right. On this show, you can expect mindset advice, actionable marketing tips, and strategies to build a business that brings you more profit, more freedom, and even more joy. Are you on the list to get my daily biz boosters? Every day, I'll send you a bite-sized prompt designed to help you grow your business in a more intentional way. Sign up at stephtaylor.co forward slash DBB or at the link in the show notes. Hey, welcome to Imperfect Action. This is episode 580. Today is a coaching call with one of my Launch Magic students who is currently practicing as an attorney but it was launching a new business called The Bliss Queen, where she's working with women who feel stuck in a rut. And obviously, these are two very different audiences. So the challenge that we are workshopping in today's call is how Ashley can begin to grow an online audience from scratch when it's so vastly different to the platform she's currently built up as an attorney. So this is a really useful episode for anybody who is starting from scratch or anybody who is beginning to serve a brand new audience that is unrelated to what they've already been doing in their business. It's a great quick sharpshoot into strategy and audience growth and also systemizing your content so that you can really start to expand that reach a little bit more. I know you're going to enjoy this episode, so let's jump in. Ashley, welcome to Imperfect Action. I'm very excited to be here workshopping your challenge with you today. For a little bit of context for our listeners, could you please give me a little bit of a rundown of what you do and what you are struggling with that I can help with? Absolutely, Steph. Thank you so much for having me on your show. First of all, love your podcast. And I've been really enjoying your program, Launch Magic, which I'm a student of. So here's my dilemma. I am currently an attorney. And I'm also launching a spiritual feminine energy business. And so the dilemma that I'm working through right now is how do I start from scratch on social media platforms, gaining a brand new audience when my current social media, my Instagram, my Facebook, email, everything is totally unrelated to the new feminine energy work that I'm I'm doing. It's very lawyerly and very professional and just trying to see how to dig into this whole new world that I'm interesting on these platforms. Have, yeah. And how do you feel about potentially starting new platforms? Is that something that you're open to or would you prefer to keep using the ones that you're already on? So I'm definitely open to starting new. Like for instance, I've already started a new handle on Instagram called the Bliss Queen. And I'm actually planning on rolling out starting tomorrow on um, a 33 days to feminine radiance kind of media rollout where I start sharing content every day to um, just add value and gain followers. But I also know that something you're really good at, Steph, is talking really about quality over quantity. 
when it comes to content. So definitely interested as well as I start this 33-day rollout on this new platform, how to make sure that I'm adding value to the space instead of just adding noise, which I know is something that you speak about a lot. Absolutely. And I think I, I really want to recognize the fact that you have taken that on board as well, because I think it's very easy to get caught up in the idea that like, I have to put more content out there. Like if I'm not reaching enough people, the solution is more, but a lot of the time that solution is less. So um, a quick question for you. Have you cross-promoted the Bliss Queen on your existing accounts or is this kind of separate? Do you want to keep it separate? Like, do you, are you okay with people at work knowing that you have a business? I feel like for now, I mostly want to keep it separate. I might cross promote maybe in my stories from my regular Instagram account. Um, but I think for now it's mostly separate unless okay. I feel otherwise in the future. <laughs> oh, that's, and that's totally valid. I like that. I think we can, we can still work with that. So what I really would encourage you to think of Instagram as not so much a place for you to grow your audience, for you to reach those people who who will become your audience. Not so much as it is a place for you to share that content so that when somebody comes across you elsewhere, they'll land on your Instagram, they'll follow you. That's where they stick. They they see, oh, you know, Ashley's sharing great content. I'm going to follow her. But it's not so great for discovering and reaching those new people. Unfortunately, the algorithm has made it really hard these days. I was looking at a post that I shared the other day where I think it, it reached 5,800 people. And of those 5,800 people, only 80 people weren't following me. Oh, wow. So it's like a, it, it's a pretty, it's pretty disheartening what's going on with the algorithm. So then we need to look at outside of Instagram, what else can you do and what else are you already doing to try and drive people back to either follow you on Instagram or sign up for your email list? Or connect with you in some other way that essentially gets them to stick and then they become part of your audience. Is there anything that you're already doing to do this? So not a lot. I do have a YouTube channel that I do plan okay. to start posting on. But that is, again, very, very new, very, very beginner. So I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. Yeah. And I love YouTube because the discoverability on there is a lot better than a lot of other content platforms because it is owned by Google. So when people search for things, YouTube comes up in the results. YouTube is a search engine as well. So if you have good content, you have it optimized with the right keywords, then and it's what people are searching for, then that can be a really effective way to grow your audience. But you do need a bit of a strategy behind that. Uh, it's not my zone of genius. I have tried and struggled to stay consistent with sharing things on YouTube. But there are a lot of people out there who have um, really good courses around that where I would encourage you to maybe follow somebody's framework to get those results a little bit quicker rather than sort of, you know, scatter, scatter gun approach to videos that you don't really know if this is what people are searching for, if it's going to reach the right people if it's uh, optimized for the right keywords, et cetera. But outside of YouTube, then we also want to look at how can you get in front of your audience in other places where they might be online. And that might be podcasts that they're listening to. It might be other YouTube channels that they're watching. It might be Facebook groups that they're in. It might be uh, brands that they're buying from or that they're consuming other content from. Do any of these straight away, like, do, does anything come to mind? Like, are there any particular podcasts or any particular brands that they really look up to or that they listen to, um, that they're buying from? 
that could potentially be a good collaboration for you? I think that there might be a few options. I know that I get a lot of my feminine energy content from YouTube. So that could be a potential to kind of reach out to those YouTube channels. Um, definitely some podcasts, things like that. So what would you recommend in that arena? Just cold call reaching out to people or what would you say is a good strategy when you're looking to collaborate with more established YouTubers, podcasters, things like that? Yeah. So I think my first tip around this would be start with your network. So if you have anybody in your network who might, who either has a show like that or who knows somebody who has a show like that, reach out to them, ask for an introduction or ask if you can be a guest on their show. If you don't have anybody in that sort of space, then the next step is start with some smaller podcasts because you want to start to build up a little bit of experience being a podcast guest. It takes a bit of practice. Like I think back to my first podcast interview and it's like, "Ah, that was really bad. But after a while, you build up the confidence, you learn sort of what messaging you're sharing, what content you're sharing in these interviews, and you get a lot better at it. And then you have examples that you can share with bigger shows when you start to reach out to them. The Probably the most effective is going through your network because podcasters get a lot of pitches every single day. They get, you know, every day in my inbox, I'm getting at least three. And I don't really even do many interviews. So really, you know, like really making sure that the shows you're pitching take interviews firstly, but really taking that time to try and build a relationship if you can first um, and then really pitching them with a very specific topic for their listeners. So rather than going really broad and saying, okay, we're going to pitch a hundred podcasts and maybe we'll get five interviews out of this. It's saying, okay, we're going to pitch 20 podcasts. We're going to spend a bit longer tailoring the pitch so that it's really specific to this person's audience. For example, if you were pitching me, you might want to pitch me around how you took imperfect action in starting your business because that's really tailored to my listeners. I know that's going to be something where you're not sharing the exact same content you've shared on 50 other podcasts. And I know, okay, you've taken the time. You really want to be on this show. You're a fan. So that's that's sort of the approach that I would take for podcasts. Um, then also thinking about Facebook groups, I think are the, the tactics that you would use to grow your audience via Facebook groups have changed, but it doesn't mean that they're not still effective. So something that you could share would be like a, almost like a mini blog post in a relevant Facebook group, sharing some advice potentially. And then at the bottom, you could say, look, if this is resonating with you, I am running a 33 day challenge or 33 day program on my Instagram. Follow me over here. So those are two options potentially. Are you starting to build your email list? I mean, I know in Launch Magic, I teach the lead magnet creation and all of that. Have you started doing all of that? So I've started baby steps. So I have a group of women. Most of them are people that I already know. So at this point, it's not anyone that I haven't already had contact with my own, in my own network as a part of the email list. Okay. So you've got a few people in your network already. And I wonder if it's worthwhile even emailing that list and saying, hey, like if you have anybody who you can think of who would learn from this or who would really want to learn this, please pass them, this on to them. And straight away now you've maybe doubled that list. Uh, and then also with the lead magnet, remembering it's not just about building your Instagram following. That lead magnet's going to really be 
essential for building that email list. So when you are on somebody's podcast or when you are doing YouTube or you're in a Facebook group or wherever you are, also driving them back to your lead magnet. Because you'll reach, yeah, you'll reach the people on your email list more frequently than you will through Instagram because your posts on Instagram only reach such a small percentage of people. That makes sense. And I guess another question that I have for you when we're thinking about these different platforms, especially being so new, there's Instagram, YouTube, possibly Facebook groups, possibly even your own podcast. How do possibly you even TikTok? <laughs> possibly TikTok. <laughs> so much to think about. It's how do you help um, and coach people into prioritizing where they should spend their time, where they should start. I know that that's kind of a big piece of advice is don't try to do everything at once and, you know, pick one or two things, but how do you choose like what those things should be? Yeah. I really think what's working so well at the moment is long form content. So we have so much short form content around us. We have TikToks, we have Instagram reels. We have just all of these little bite-sized pieces of content around us and they might be great for capturing somebody's attention, but their attention's only there for 10 seconds. Whereas on the other hand, blog posts, YouTube videos, podcast episodes that are longer, you are, that person's watching your video. They are reading your blog post. They're listening to your podcast for 10, 15, 20 minutes, maybe even longer. And by the time that person gets to the end of that, they now know you like you trust you a lot more than somebody who's just watched a 15 second piece of content of yours. So I always say like, start with long form content, pick one. And if it's a podcast, great. If it's YouTube, Right. Whatever lights you up and whatever you know that your sort of ideal client for this course or this launch is going to be, then, um, create that kind of content. And then from that kind of content, we can create other kinds of content. We can take one podcast episode and turn it into Instagram posts. We can record the video of you talking into a podcast microphone and share that as TikToks or reels. We can turn your YouTube video into multiple little TikTok videos. Then that really starts to amplify that longer form content. Um, the other benefit with having that longer form content is then if it's YouTube or a blog post, it's searchable. If it's a podcast, you can do things like interview swaps where you're bringing a guest in and you get to go on their podcast as well. So we can start to leverage that as a way to, um, to, to amplify that reach as well. But I really, I really just love how long form content can um, I, it really positions you as an expert rather than you're just another person talking about the same thing in 10 second clips. You actually have this opportunity to demonstrate what you know best. How does that I feel love, to you? I love that. I absolutely love that stuff. Um, I don't know if you're that familiar with human design, but I'm a projector and that's actually really important for projectors to establish authority and expertise in an area. Marketing can be a bit different. We're not really out there like pushing and trying to get people. It's very much so about opening a space and showing our expertise and then having people come in into our aura and into our content. So I really love that idea of long form um, content, especially even thinking about something like doing a long form YouTube video and then repurposing that into a podcast. Yeah. Right. Uh, so one the content. Well, this is the magic, right? Like one long form YouTube video. And when I say long form, it doesn't have to be 30 minutes. It can be five. It can be 10. Like anything that's longer than a few seconds in today's world is considered long form. 
So taking that video, yeah, taking the audio, turn that audio into a podcast. Uh, you could transcribe the audio and turn that into a blog post. You can divvy it up, cut it up into little videos that you can share elsewhere. You can take the, say it's an episode on three tips. You can take those three tips and turn them into an Instagram carousel with three tips. So there's so many different ways you can repurpose that and you don't have to do all of them. I know like it's a lot. It can be really overwhelming when you think about, I have to be doing like reels and carousels and podcasts and blog. Don't do all of them, but I really encourage you to think of what that process is going to look like for you. And if potentially, I don't know if this is where you're at in your business yet, but potentially bringing in a virtual assistant or somebody who can help you out with the repurposing. Because you, as the as the queen bee in your business, um, there's a great book called Clockwork by Mike Michalowicz where he talks about the queen bee role. You are the queen bee in your business. And one of your queen bee roles is to create that long form content because that's where you get to be the expert. That's where you get to share your thought leadership, your expert insights. And then everybody else can support you by helping to amplify that content and by turning it into other formats. So it's, it's really that process and then seeing where we can plug other people in, where we can even plug other tools in to make the whole thing a lot more streamlined for you rather than you trying to do all of the different things and then reinventing the wheel with every single piece of content. That sounds amazing. That's so helpful. I'll definitely have to think about that and see how I can start integrating some of those tools and techniques that you just said. Um, yeah. So exciting. <laughs> I know. And then once you've got that long form content, then when you start to get that in front of more people. So that's when you, that's when you are posting in that Facebook group and you're sharing a few insights and saying, Hey, I talked about this in depth on my YouTube channel over here. Or, Hey, I've, um, got a, I've summarized it in an Instagram post over here. So then we start looking at those external audiences and how we can add value to them and drive them back to that long form content. It might be that you're on a podcast episode and you're talking about a topic that you talked about on YouTube and you'll say, Oh, look, I'll, um, I'll share the link to this video with the host and they can put it in the show notes and you can go and listen to the full in-depth episode there. You start to seed this content in front of these new people. Absolutely. That makes so much sense. And then this question might be kind of out there, but I feel like yeah. so much of our businesses these days is so much focused online. But for someone that works with feminine, spiritual energy and things like that, there still is that in-person component as well. You know, you think about doing women's circles or full moon gatherings or things like that. So do you have any tips about how to maybe even look within my own network and community here in um, Denver, Colorado and start building in that way as well as far as Absolutely. Yeah. Like, Looking at events, thinking, so I, I would really encourage you as a piece of homework, go and write a list of all of the events that your ideal client is going to, um, all of the businesses that your ideal client is potentially buying from. You know, you could partner with yoga studios. You could offer to run a free workshop for their clients and you, you go along and you teach a 90 minute workshop in person. Now suddenly you've reached all these new people. They've had that in-person experience. They are going to be so much more engaged than somebody who's just come across your Instagram post and you know, you're one of millions of people on Instagram. So really getting that list of events, um, events, businesses, places, 
and potentially even people who you know in your local community who could connect you with others who are interested. But I love, I love that because I actually think that in person things, in person networking, whatever you want to call it, I don't think we place enough value on that in the online world, but it feels really scary as well because we can't just hide behind Instagram. We can't just hide behind our computer. We actually have to get out there. And we have to talk to these people. We have to meet them. And that feels really scary, but it's so effective. Yeah, that sounds really great. Um, and then I guess just another question that I have as far as any strategy, how much time would you give a new strategy before you start checking it and seeing it's just working? Is this not working? Do I need to course correct and adapt? How much time should I give something? Yes. Before it makes so, sense. Yeah. Yeah. I would say a minimum of 12 weeks. Okay. It's going to take, it's going to take a while before you start to see traction from anything new. Okay. I would start, I would say 12 weeks, but every week look back and review what you've done. So, you know, okay. Last week I pitched five podcasts. I recorded one YouTube video. I posted three reels. I posted one carousel. And really look at the stats. Like all of these platforms give you really good stats. So you look at, okay, 10 people watched my YouTube video this week. Okay. Uh, a hundred people saw my Instagram content. Okay. In isolation, that doesn't feel like much. You think, oh, only 10 people. But then when you start tracking it week by week and suddenly the next week, it's 20 people who watched the video. It's 200 people who saw your Instagram content. Over time, we start to see that growth and that's how we can measure whether something's working or not. Rather than at 12 weeks time, looking back and saying, well, I'm only, I only reached a hundred people this week, but we don't know if there's been any growth or not. We don't know. It just might be really slow momentum, but that doesn't mean that there's no momentum. It just means that we maybe need to double down or we just need to keep going for a little bit longer. That makes sense. I'll need to try to find some templates for that. <laughs> yeah. It's really, I, I mean, to give you the really basic, the basic template, it's, uh, how many people did this content reach? How many people engaged with this content? Uh, audience size. So on YouTube, your YouTube subscribers, on Instagram, your followers, um, and your email list, it's your number of subscribers. Uh, so looking at, yeah, number of subscribers, how many people saw this content? How many people engaged with this content? Um, and then you can, anything else you can look at, you can look at things like, I don't know, sharing, how many people shared this post? How many people saved this post? Instagram gives you a lot of insight on that. Uh, but you can really use those insights to look at what's performing well and what's not performing well. That's awesome. Thank you so much for that insight. Is there anything else that I can help with or anything I can clarify um, about what we've talked about today? I think that's everything. I'm just so excited to be a part of this space. I'm so excited to be in your space and in your course, Launch Magic. Um, really excited just to get out there as a new spiritual entrepreneur and start working with women around the world. So thank you so much for this platform and for this coaching session. You are so welcome. So your, I guess your action steps from this are really to get clear on what that long form content is going to be for you. And that process of how you're going to turn that long form content into other little pieces of content, uh, in a way that feels manageable for you as well. And then in a way, once you start to bring other people in, in a way that you can do more, but with more support. Um, and then really identifying where, what, what in person events and people and businesses you can connect with to get in front of those people in person as well. That sounds great. Thank you so much, Steph. Thank you, Ashley. This has been so much fun.
I hope you have a wonderful day and good luck with the strategy. Thank you. All right. That is it for today's episode. If you haven't already hit subscribe, make sure you hit the plus button in Apple Podcasts or the follow button in Spotify and you'll get each new episode straight to your podcast app every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And if you have any friends who you think might be struggling with this issue, hit the share button, copy the link, and send it over to them. It's how I get to help more people. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time.